T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour brought to you by Feldman Geospatial. They get it right from the ground up at FeldmanGeo.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. I have to say, I am genuinely thrilled to be able to say that Major League Baseball's back and we're going to play 162 games. Um, I do want to start by apologizing to our fans. I know that the last few months have been difficult, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, at a point in time when there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, um, sort of the way the process of collective bargaining works sometimes, but I, I, I do apologize for it. Baseball, I gotta have it. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for spending your Thursday with us here. Uh, still to come, I'm going to tell you how you can win Red Sox tickets almost over an entire 12-hour span from WEEI. I'll tell you about that here in 30 minutes. Because baseball is back. Tickets to opening weekend, Justin. How do we sneak in to the promotions office and grab ourselves a pair? We got to figure out some way to do it because I would love to be there. And we have the sweet seats too, man. Like, whew. I know. I haven't been up there yet. I need to make my way there. Oh, brother. I'll share with you a little bit. That was... Uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred, or most people who thought of him as the Joker, who had a bad backswing, saying, "Look, I, I he apologizes for for what for what uh, players have gone through. I mean, what fans have gone through, and and just the whole process. It almost now makes it seem like those smiles and smirks were that they knew they would get a deal done, and all 162 games are intact. Suddenly, they're back." It, 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 this whole situation that happened, it may be better for the game of baseball more so than any other strikes that have happened in the past. Follow me. Now in this era of social media that we're in, emotions are worn on people's sleeves so much more. So if they're really, if they're angry, they're really angry. And if there's a makeup, oh, it's like a love affair all over again and people are hugging and kumbaya and that's kind of the energy the season needs, even if there wasn't a strike. Beyond just opening weekend, beyond just, you know, the opening months for some teams who, you know, fall apart. And I'll get into some of the minutiae here in a little bit about how now some of these middle section teams can now spend more and compete at a decent number. Um, and good for a lot of these players who are now 
who've seen their their minimum salary go up almost $200,000. Here's why that's good for baseball, because you couldn't tell if there was someone, there might have been someone who was totally exceptional getting just above the minimum and someone who was completely bad and was getting the minimum. So now this allows for those completely bad guys to, to start washing out. You might start seeing more veterans come in. My favorite part? is the DHs in both leagues now. Now, I look, I grew up a purist, loving National League Baseball, making sure that a pitcher could lay down a bunt or a surprise hit, but now what the sport needs is offense as much as it can get. At about 10-15, I'll tell you how that might be bad news if you wanted Kyle Schwaber back here because his options just got big, really big. But here's Jeff Passan saying, look, everybody, including the owners, benefit from baseball coming back now. Kevin, you win. Shea wins. Tim wins. The guy who hacked me today wins. <laughs> but the fans especially are the ones who win. And they're the ones who win because they get to see Major League Baseball. Now, I think the players are winners too, frankly. The the jump from $210 million to 230 in the first year and $244 million in the last year of the CBT, it's big. The, the raise in minimum salary, big. The, the pre-arbitration bonus pool that didn't exist and is now $50 million a year, big. And frankly, the league wins too because the system that has been in place that has allowed these teams' franchise values to increase as much as they have remains in place without significant changes. So the financial structure is the same, the players are getting more, and baseball is back. I, I think the honest answer here is we're all winners today. Yeah, someone was a winner with Jeff Passon's Twitter account today. Did you see that, Justin? <laughs> the pitcher yeah. and the like the the header were hysterical on that. Yeah, but that's kind of dangerous though, because that's that just shows you how uh, okay, so back to baseball. As much as I've gotten on the people who are deep into the analytics, who I think have somewhat kind of soiled the game over the last decade and a half, where just counting up numbers and not getting into the intricacies of the game, like like have you ever watched like Bad News Bears, the first one? You know, like that's not an analytics movie. You know, you put the kid in to take a to get hit by a pitch. You old old school Don Baylor him. But I think this is now that opportunity for everybody who's been punching a bunch of numbers to start paying attention to players, the game, the playoff system, which is a smart deal because, look, Seattle was probably one of the most exciting teams down the wire at the end of last year, and they would have been the sixth team in the playoff. Now, some people say, well, what's the use of adding more teams? Well, hey. You should be really mad if your team blows away everybody for 162 and then gets done in like the Oakland A's did in 89-90 <laughs> by the Reds and four. Like what what do you mean they just they were supposed to be the best team? Hey, you lose four games, you lose four games. That's part of the excitement of it. So now I have something for the purists as well because I've gotten on the analytics but I have to get on the purest people as well. There got to be some things you let go. Yes, there's going to be a DH in St. Louis. Yes, there's going to be a DH playing for Pittsburgh. But you know what? That means another bat that stays around. And going back to the old adage, chicks dig the long ball. So if you're someone like Nelson Cruz, who's almost, I think, maybe 41 years old, there is now an open market for you that was just closed to just the American League before. 
So here's bad guy Manfred, who I think just in, in, in some regards, people are kind of like, oh, well, you know, Rob isn't so bad. I mean, they did get it done. Okay, you still hate him. Here's where he thinks baseball is going and why what the changes have been have been good. Looking forward, I could not be more excited about the future of our game. Uh, I, I, I think we have an tr- opportunity in front of us. I think it's an opportunity that we need to work with the players to fully seize. Um, but I think that some of the things in the agreement are really, really important in that regard. Um, I think the expanded playoff format will bring postseason baseball and maybe even more importantly, exciting September baseball to more markets. I think the balanced schedule will be a real improvement for our fans. It'll give our fans a greater opportunity to see all of the great players in the game on a more regular basis. And maybe most important is the agreement that we reached with the MLBPA on rule changes. Yeah, the rule changes, what have it set up is like four players, six more members, an umpire or two, and they'll all sit together and kind of hash out uh, the pitch count, uh, not the pitch, I'm sorry, the pitch clock, um, the larger bases, uh, the defensive uh, setups, but those are for 2023. So some things are still intact this year that, you know, you saw last year. And that's okay because some changes don't necessarily have to uh, take place right away. The biggest difference is these things can start being addressed within two months uh, of once the CBA, which was the, the CBA was just signed tonight. So they could start working on that uh, sooner than where in the past it's been later. Let me get back to the playoff baseball situation here for a second. What's going to make baseball successful again is for places like uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Who knows? For those places, and this is what Rob Manfred was just saying, for those places to still have people actively buying tickets at the end of the season. Like last at the end of last year, I was joking when the the Sox had the series, Justin, you may remember where they had the Baltimore series and they went to the Nationals right after that. I was joking like, hey, look, New England, you've got money. You can like spend $6 on two game tickets. <laughs> Take a trip. That would be the cheapest thing. Your your tickets would be cheaper than, you know, your your day of meals. Right, and that was at the end of the season, right? And that, at the end I of the remember, season. Because that was the series they needed to win against right, the Nationals. Right, that's the series of Nationals where, uh, where Rafi hits that home run, that seed on a two-strike count, and changes the trajectory really for the Sox and all that momentum into the playoffs. So imagine if that place still has people actively going to those games. Now, it may be cool that you could ride down, fly down to D.C., go hang out, buy cheap baseball tickets. But that's not what those organizations want to see towards the end. Because keep in mind, September 1st is still technically the summer. So the last thing you want to do is have nobody coming to see the boys of summer anymore. So take the extra two playoff teams because that's two more city. Think about it. The Mets would have gotten in, uh, and or, or I think Cincinnati would have gotten in. But no, the Mets would. I think the Mets would have gotten a chance to, to get in. They would have been closer. And you want to have larger market teams in the mix in the playoffs because that gives teams more opportunities to make local television money, uh, deals, merchandise, the whole nine. It's a big business. It has to be. I love it as a fan, but I've also worked in venture capital. I can tell when something is a jobs program and something is actually really a job. 
And so Major League Baseball won today. Now the fans have to be a little more realistic. Know that Carlos Correa probably isn't coming to the Red Sox. <laughs> what he's going to play short and and, and Bogue, he's going to play short in the grass. No, I'll get into some of those here shortly here on WEI. Uh, also, still to come, Wrestle Madness at ten forty-five. We had an upset the other night, Justin. We did Almost, a big one, a big a one. Big that. Yeah, I actually thought. Um, well, I actually thought I was here last night, but I I had last night off. But yeah, so another number one seed goes up against a legend tonight. Best microphone promo skills. That's at 1045. Wrestle Madness. You guys have made this tremendous. 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. So you, you've heard about the CBT. When I, Every time I hear them say CBT, I'm like, CBT? But they're saying CBT. Is that... <laughs> yeah, man. Hang out in the Berkshires. Um, Look, there's more room for the Red Sox to spend. And for those who've made, and and, and, and just tell me if you think that the Red Sox are going to change their ways or it's going to be the same. Because people say, well, the Red Sox do spend, but all the money has been spent on people who were here before Heim. Sale, Bogey, JD, Valdi, Rafi's getting close to his money. But just those first four names I mentioned right there, that's $100 million. Out of 148 last year. So it's not so much that Haim has spent all this new money. It's like, hey, you now have new money to spend. Are you going to do it? You think Haim would do it? 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. All right, we'll talk more baseball. We'll hear more from Rob Manford next. But right now, it is time to trend. The home for Sox fans. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The big story today, the lockout is over. The League and the Players Association reached a tentative agreement on a new CBA, ending a 99-day lockout. They agreed to expand to 12 playoff teams. The league has a 45-day window to implement rule changes, among them a pitch clock, ban on the shifts, and larger bases for the 2023 season. The National League will also adopt a designated hitter. And according to Adam Schefter, reports the Bears are sending Khalil Mack to the Chargers for a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. The Bruins defeated the Chicago Blackhawks 4-3 tonight. Two goals from David Pasternak in that one, including the game winner, which is 17 seconds remaining in the third period. The Bees will now host the Coyotes on Saturday night. The Celtics are on a four-game winning streak after topping the Hornets 115-101 on Wednesday. They will host the Detroit Pistons on Friday night. And to college basketball, BC lost to Miami 71-69 in overtime in the ACC tournament. And Providence knocked off Butler 65-61 at the Big East Tournament. They will play Creighton tomorrow in the semifinals. And the Reds will host Real Salt Lake City on Saturday night. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 
You're listening to WEEI Late Night on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. One of the players' biggest uh, concerns with, you know, what was going on in the process, like the luxury tax thresholds, they, they argued that it was not, you know, the growth of that, for example, has not kept pace with uh, league revenues. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what is your, I guess, response to their concerns about their overall compensation not keeping up with what clubs are earning? Look, I think that um, the MLBPA historically um, <clears throat> has wanted a market-based system. Um, over, you know, multiple negotiations. That's been a primary objectives, uh, objective of theirs. Markets produce market results. And um, I, I think that uh, the changes that were made in, in this agreement move dramatically in their direction on topics like the CBT threshold. And I think you'll probably see a little different market results as a result of the changes. Late night, W-E-E-I. Thank you so much for listening across New England and the portion of Connecticut that's really Red Sox lovers. Once you start getting like towards the GW Bridge, it's like, look, look, I know know that city down there kind of does something to you. You're happy for baseball to be back in New York, but I'm trying to tell the Yankees are in trouble. Collective bargaining uh, tax has been raised. That ceiling has been raised. Um, That's going to be important to really a lot of the smaller market teams. Right, so if you were spending, say, fifty million, thirty less than what the the average was, you can now spend what that average used to be. It's like getting a curve on a test, and that's going to be able to get you better quality players. You may see more veterans extend out their careers in some of these medium sized markets, which would be very good because then you'd have name recognition for guys that you know you you can't pay them twenty million anymore, but they could probably still play a little bit. We're talking baseball. It's a good day for him today. KJ here, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. We'll talk about uh, the Red Sox here in a second, if weather high makes the move. Uh, let's go to the text line. Justin, what do you have? We got this one from the 603. So do minor league players get more pay now? That's going to be tough because I, I think by raising the minimum salary as much as they did, and this is just my belief, is that it's going to force the league to have better quality players spread out across many other teams. And who that affects the most are minor league players. So at some point, minor league baseball may have to have kind of like a come-to-Jesus moment and say, okay, how expansive does our single-A ball need to be? How expansive is our double-A ball? You know, Do we do just a triple-A, maybe two double-A teams, and that's it? You know, so again... While there are a lot of players who play baseball, there are just today they're deciding that the ones that really weren't getting paid are going to get paid. And who does that affect? Those who are not good enough to now get that new minimum. So no longer can you say, hey, I find value in this minor league player at, say, 700000 where you could say, hey, I can take a flyer at five hundred and just do small. If I see a little bit of an increment, you know, if he improves, then I don't have to raise it a whole lot. I can do it by percentage. Or now, just just a basic. So let's say you're a basic team that was only spending thirty million on a, on a payroll last year. Well, now if you had sixteen players that were getting minimum, well now your payrolls automatically jumped up like two and a half million. All right, another text. 
This one from the 603, and this was kind of what I was thinking, too, when I saw the banning of the shift. Can you imagine if football banned two safeties at a time because some players thought it was unfair? Banning the shift is stupid and strategic. No, no, no. I mean, that's apples and oranges because one is a... If you're saying that, hey, the rule is that two safeties can't come down into the box at the same time, well, that that's, that's called stopping the run. That's, that's something totally different. Again, my thing is... Fielders have numbers assigned to them when scoring the game, right? This is where that old school really matters now. So probably a rule that five, the five position cannot play east of the four position, right? So if you're going to play some form of shift, your third baseman cannot be in between the second baseman and the first baseman or behind, right? So, Something's going to have to give. Now, you may be able to have him play at the shortstop position, and the shortstop can play right up the top of the middle, but that might be the most that it goes. You know, So I, I don't really buy that when you're trying to compare football. You know, Now, if you're saying, like, hey, what would be a better comparison in football if you want to make that kind of silly comparison is you could have two quarterbacks you know, under center at the same time, and you have to guess which one rotates. Like That's the effect of equivalent of a shift to me. Like, you're just going to have to guess which quarterback is going to hike the ball. No. One more text. And this one from the 617, why take the runner off second base to start extra innings? It's just going to make the games longer. I, I understand that. I I like that they tried it, but I think this is going to force teams to start thinking about, like, okay, how do they spend on, on pitching, right? Because that's that's really what it comes down to. Like, there's just something about there's just something magical about games. I don't know if you remember this. Maybe this three years ago, Justin, there was a Toronto Red Sox game at Fenway that went 19 innings. Do you remember that game? Not off the top of my head. No. Okay, I was at that game. I stayed all 19 innings. Now you might say you're crazy. What did you have to you like? Did you have to go to work the next day? I mean, people were actually tweeting that because. But what was fascinating about that game was guys for I don't forgot his last name, but it was Donaldson. He used to be the uh, third baseman for for Toronto. So like in the seventeenth inning, the ump threw him out, and you could hear it. Like you could hear the conversation. It went from being at a major league game to feeling like you were at some kids, like little league game, because there's only maybe like three thousand people left. These are people who are like, I don't have a train to catch. You know, I walked to where we parked. We parked like over. Uh, uh, over there near uh, Commonwealth in the Arlington, right there near Arlington and Commonwealth, where it kind of runs out. So we walked a bit, but, you know, I didn't have to catch mass transit. There's just something special sometimes about going to a game and the thrill of it's still going on versus saying, okay, it's the 10th inning, so we we can go ahead and end this now. So I've never had a problem with the length of baseball games. I've just had a problem with a lot of bad teams playing those same length baseball games. All right. Still to come at 1045, Wrestle Madness, the third round. Another another number one seed goes up against a legend. Well, well, Ric Flair's first match. Seth Rollins, that was pretty good. But this one, when it comes to promo mic skills, oh, good. And still to come, the Celtics. Yeah, I cannot wait. I could, these are two great people on the mic in the wrestling game. Because it's March, so hence the madness and WrestleMania coming April 2nd, hence the Wrestle Madness. And it's the second annual. Back to baseball and the rule changes.
they had to happen. They have to happen. The bigger bases, that seems weird, as my kid would say. That's weird. Because, but it, if that's if that's to get more stolen bases, then they're understanding that more action needs to happen. When I hear people say the game is so slow, is because no one's stealing bases. If you're if you're of a certain age, television used to have to go to split screen, especially during the days of of astroturf. It's like, oh my god, he's got one foot on the astroturf. Do you throw to first? He's got to be going. That was part of the excitement of the game. Some people who have seen the game their whole life have never experienced that. And so there has to be things that that speeds up the game. Um, I don't know how much a pitch clock would because baseball, as I said a couple nights ago, is a way of finding an advantage. So if you're not ready to throw the pitch or you're having a uh, miscommunicate between you and the catcher, you just throw it over to first to get a reset on the clock. <laughs> Why does he keep throwing it over the first? It's like 10 times, you know. That's 190 seconds, you know. So I, it, the biggest one, I think, is the shift. Show the athleticism of a shortstop that they can make that play going to their left hard and still have to wheel around and make the play at first. Show that that second baseman can go to their right and still turn that double play off of a, off of a toss. That's where the excitement comes. The shift slow, shift really is what slows the game down. Right, because someone hits a seed, and it's a you, any other any other error, it's a base hit. But you know, like there's the guy halfway. Like I cannot wait for MLB the show twenty two. I, I I hope they do these tweaks now with these new rules in them, because there's nothing worse than standing up there with Joey Gallo or Kyle Schwarber at bat, and you hit a ground ball. You're like, oh, he smoked that, and like the dude's halfway in the right field. And the hits are already hard enough to come by in that game. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, like uh, how about this trade off? If you want the shift to stay then let them use aluminum bats. Oh. <laughs> I bet you I bet you every every defense was like, "No, nah, we don't want the shift." No way. Well, here's uh Commissioner Manford on some of those rule changes. You you uh, obviously a, a large portion of this was financial, but you've also mentioned the the sort of anti-tanking measures and the anti-service time manipulation measures. So there are a lot of there are some elements of this deal, I guess, that are designed to sort of encourage teams to do the right thing, but it seems hard to legislate doing the right thing. Is that something you think the league can do? You know, I, I, I think that um, we made changes in the agreement to address player concerns. Um, I think in the almost without exception that clubs try to do the right thing. They want to win. Um, and, you know, Different people may have different views as to how you should be trying to win and on what time frame. Um, but I, I think the, the, the things that we added to the agreement, uh, say it again, was about addressing player concerns to the extent that we could. Yeah, that's actually Rob Manford talking about the anti-tanking, which I think tanking is the wrong word to use, right? Because the idea is you're tanking to get better. But a lot of these teams were tanking and tanking and tanking. At some point, the gas has to run out of the tank. So tanking wasn't the right word. It was more kind of like an economic recoup, right, that they had to do midseason. Okay, fans started peeling off from the team probably late June. You know, clearly the excitement's no longer there. They may have a football team in that town where people are getting ramped up for the preseason and camp and so forth. So all those factors have to be taken into account. You know, we kind of live in kind of rose-colored glasses here in New England because – you know, like 
our food our foods don't touch the other plate. Like nothing really cannibalizes something else. Like you can effectively enjoy a playoff run from the Red Sox and still be kind of up for the preseason game by the Patriots in the same night. Some towns that's not the case. Like Kansas City, like their stadiums are literally right next door to each other. It's like grand opening, grand closing. As soon as the Chiefs start, like we just go to the other side of the parking lot. But that's not the case here. And so that's going to be the situation for a lot of teams. I don't want to call them by name. And I'm only saying Kansas City because I lived there at one point, so I kind of know some things. But, you know, you're going to now start seeing less teams sell off great players. Right? So think about this, Justin. Listen to who was in the outfield when I was in Kansas City, and these guys were making no money. Johnny Damon, Carlos Beltran, and Jermaine Dye. That is quite the list. <laughs> right. All of them sold off later, right? Like, if you had kept that outfield there, you might have a di- di- so many different pieces of history change, including here. So this is going to be kind of an inspiration, and I use inspiration because they have to think from within these owners now that I've got more money to spend, and if I'm pocketing it, now this is where Major League Baseball may say, hey, where are you operating in good faith of the game? If these things are part of the agreement, then where are you following along to help the game grow? Right, Because the Cincinnati Reds are very important to Major League Baseball, but their market size is something different in comparison to other teams. The Pittsburgh Pirates are very important to Major League Baseball, but they've got different economics as well. You know, So you would want those teams to still be able to be in the hunt You'd want to start seeing rivalries being like real rivalries. You know, we're really spoiled here. You know, our our rivals are the Yankees. <laughs> you know, in Kansas City, they're kind of like, hey, St. Louis, you want to be our new rival? We don't really have a rival. Maybe the Twins? So there are things that are in place that are going to make sure the big teams are still going to be taken care of but also for some of these medium teams to keep players going longer so the National League is going to get stronger. I, I cannot wait to see that. Now that they have a DH, <sighs> Wade Boggs may come back. <laughs> what's the what's the speed of the fastball you can still hit? 87? I think we could use them. So you're going to see players who who offer things to the game and have proven themselves to offer something to the game stay longer just not in the American League. I think the American League will be the league that gets younger, and the National League will be obviously the league that gets older. So you may start to see more speed in the game in the American League. You know, that's where the bigger bases would come in. Plus, you got a DH. You can see a lot more hit and run. You know, play, you know, play, you know, get the game moving in a in a sense that people are watching action happen. That's the main thing. All right, I mentioned... DH is going to the National League. Man, Kyle Schwarber's phone is probably blown up by his agent today. They make, they're popping champagne. And I don't think he's coming back to the Red Sox now. Now with the DH in the National League, he will have his pick of places that he can go. Pennant winners, pennant contenders, um, historical clubs that now can spend more, more money on a guy like him. I know there's talk of Freddie Freeman, who I think is going to be the starting domino for the free agent market on the on the hitting side. I'll get to the pitching side here briefly. 
uh, he's not staying in. I don't think he's going to stay in Atlanta. And I think his domino will have him go to the Dodgers because they can give him the most money. And close your ears if this is what you've been praying for. Carlos Correa goes to Atlanta. I'm calling it now, Justin. This Correa sweepstakes that everybody's going crazy for, did a little digging. I didn't know his wife was uh, Miss Texas and was in the Miss USA pageant. So I'm thinking, you know, like, okay, you might want to think about where you can get flights going back quickly back home. Marked at 1036 on March 10th. You yeah, are, you, it's marked. These, these are the things you have to think of. Now, uh, at one point I was thinking the Rays, but I was like, no, the Rays already have their future all-star right there at short. So he they're set there. But I was thinking maybe the Rays because Florida is also a no state tax state, like like Texas, right? This is how players think. Like, where can I play? That's why if Nashville gets a team, look out. <laughs> I think that's a place that really should have a team. But, you know, because there's no Tennessee, there's no state tax in Tennessee, look out. So players think about that, you know, where their families are located, how quick can they get on planes to get back home, back and forth. And, uh, you know, Obviously, you know, with with, with Bogart's situation kind of hanging over the franchise, I think he's I think he returns to the Red Sox. And I think it's where Heimblum realizes, okay, when I came to this team, my spending or lack of spending wasn't initially going to be an issue because you're getting a team that's coming off of a World Series within the last three years. But now a lot of those contra- contracts are coming due. And so this is where I want to see are we going to get a new Heim Bloom with the new tax and the new pad now, which would give the Red Sox about another $25 million to spend this year? You know, do you move off of players? My, my response to that is, hey, if players know more money is available, they're going to ask for more money. You know, pitching has to be addressed. You know, the free agents starting pitching out there, it's not, it's not robust. Relievers, a little better. But, again, I still think the main thing the Red Sox have to look at is getting another starter. Now, shoot the messenger if you – well, don't say that because, you know, people take things literally here these days. But why not give Zach Greinke a one-year deal? He's 38, but if you're looking for him to be the fifth starter, then look, give him $9, $10 million, come in, he still has his stuff, then you've got good stuff at the back end of the rotation. That's less stress on your bullpen because that was stressful. You know, what have I said? Maybe the Red Sox go back and get Adam Adovini. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that's my point. Is your back end starter is really going to determine if your bullpen's going to get stretched out or not. And the Red Sox, whoo, there were times where you're like, oh my gosh, man. Like, can any of these bullpen guys become a starter? <laughs> I mean, yet starters were like kind of almost bullpen material. And so if the Red Sox are going to make a move, they're going to have to spend. I think that's the other thing about baseball turning back on today is the underlining theme is you're going to have to spend and, and spend reasonably well, right? The Dodgers can't go on the cheap. The Cubs can't go on the cheap. The Yankees can't go on the cheap. The Red Sox can't go on the cheap. San Francisco can't go. It's almost kind of like if you're in a big market, you can't have a small market lineup out there. 
You know, Miami's a bit different because Miami's an expansion. It's, it's still an expansion team, right? In the in the pantheon of how old teams are, even though they've won a World Series, they bought those, but you could do that. You know, they're only like a, a like a ten year old kid in the bigger picture of like of, of, of the history of these franchises, right? There's really no lifelong. There really isn't such a thing of a lifelong Marlins fan yet. They haven't. They're not even a generation old. So today was a good day for baseball. Hopefully tomorrow's a great day for Hein Bloom. He starts spending it recklessly like a bunch of rappers did last night over the death of Biggie's 25th anniversary. It's KJ, late night. Wrestle Madness is next on WEEI. Now back to it. WEEI late night and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Justin. Let that rock right there on WEEI. Yeah, Clapton is God. It's KJ, 617-779-7937. Let that crank. Ah, uh, from the movie Tommy. Listen, like, they don't play a guitar like that anymore. I wish you knew about mine. she bring eyesight to the blind. That's what, that's what it feels like with baseball coming back. That is for sure. It's, it's almost like a celebration day, and that's a totally different song. But I wasn't going to play that to you know be that hokey. But baseball's back, and I've got even better news. Yeah, I got this from my boss boss. And if he knows I'm telling this, then oh, well, call me in the office tomorrow. Starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning here on WEEI, you will have a chance to win tickets to opening weekend for the Red Sox every single hour from 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. Is that not crazy? Isn't that crazy? Pretty crazy. So I'm going to do something even more dangerous, right? So sit around the campfire. KJ's going to tell you a radio secret. Remember, I told you, the winning starts at 6 a.m. You want to try and win the 6 a.m. ones. Early bird gets the one. Or we know this in this industry. So, yeah, you can compete for the ones. So there'll be four to win on Greg Hill's show, four to win on uh, Gresham Keefe, four more on Maloney and Fourier, and three more with Mutt tomorrow night. Four, 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 19? Is that right? Four, four, 12, 15, 15 pairs of tickets. It may be even more than, maybe even more than two, but a pair, at least two. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the same weekend of the marathon. That's my point. And I'm giving you the information like, hey, look, you're staying up late night. Hit that alarm. Hit Greg Hill, like right at 601. Just keep calling. Hey, man, dude, last night said you got tickets this hour. Hello. <laughs> Hello. But, but keep in mind, not as many people are up at 6 a.m. as, say, 12 noon. 6 a.m., Greg Hill show your first chance to win. Tickets to the Red Sox opening weekend, marathon weekend, and this is the first time the marathon's back to normal. Right? Just think of all that. It's going to be interesting who wins the marathon this year, not to get off of baseball, but that's kind of funny because, like, <laughs> like, Wait a minute, you just ran this in October and you're like cock diesel by like April? Like what are you doing? Taking the taking the green line in? I'm sorry. That's that 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 strikes a nerve there. Text line 37937 talking about baseball. Go ahead, Justin. We've got this one from the 617. I'm going to Florida next weekend. Will I be able to catch some of the spring training? Stay here. 
Stay here. We got tickets every hour for Greg Hill's show, Gresham Keefe, Maloney, and Fourier in the first three hours of Mutt. Opening weekend tickets. You'll get to see who's on the roster. But to answer his question, will spring training baseball be up and ready to go next week? If you're going towards the end of it, I, I could say, you know, if they're loading the trucks like right now as we speak, that's a possibility. Or the trucks have been like hiding out, you know, illegally. But I would say, you know what? We got opening weekend tickets for you every single hour to win starting at 6 a.m. I, I wish I had them now. I'd, I'd read I'd, I'd read your seats out to you. would be like, oh, my gosh. This is like, you know, when you look at tickets and, you, and you're about to bring a friend and all you do, like, like how, how good are the seats? Like, dude, you're paying for all the beer. That's how good these seats are. You know what I mean, Justin? Like, you're going to pay for all the, you're going to pay for the beer and the food. That's how good these seats are. That's how, that's how enjoyable it's sick. 6 a.m. I'm telling you some inside baseball stuff. 6 a.m. Tickets to the Red Sox opening weekend. Let's go to Bill in New Bedford. Thanks for calling late night here on WEEI. Good evening, my friend. Hey, man. How are you? Thanks for calling. Good. It's been a, been a few weeks since I chatted with you guys. From 2017 to 2019, I went to 33 Paw Sox games. The last two seasons, they were doing the clock. And okay. I got out of that stadium an average of 35, 35 minutes earlier in the last two years than, the, than in, in 17. Well, here's the other side of that. Thanks for the call. Um, you're not seeing a Major League Baseball game. You know, the. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it, I mean, it is, I mean, it's enjoyable to go there. I love minor league baseball because I think it's like one of those community fabrics where, you know, you can, you know, if you start talking about economics, you can go see the game of baseball, but you're not seeing the ultimate game of baseball. Like I would compare it, I would compare it to like, Hey, I went to a really good college basketball game and they played two halves and each half was 20 minutes, but you go to an NBA game, they play four quarters and it's 48 minutes, right? So one requires a little more skill, talent, and adjustments that are quicker, where the other one, it's like, okay, you play the first half, you go hang out with the coach, and then you come back and play the second half. That's kind of minor league baseball to major league baseball. All right. It is time for round three of Wrestle Madness. Hit it, Justin! All right. Ric Flair and Scott Hall are already in one quarterfinal, and now we move to the CM Punk bracket who's the number 1 who's the number 1 seed in his bracket here's the man he's one of the best on the mic Oh that intro is sweet too yeah the cult of John Cena while you you lay there hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be I want you to listen to me I want you to digest this because before I leave in 3 weeks with your WWE championship I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am. 
And that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. <laughs> You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. Oh I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though. He's a pretty good ass kisser. <laughs> Always was and still is. Wow. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this company and I've been vilified and hated since that day because Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split just like I'm splitting, but the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. Your number one seed, CM Punk in Wrestle Madness 2022. One of the best microphone promo skills in the entire history of the game, but he's going up against the legend, the number four seed. Hit it, Justin. Dustin Rhodes. What? Dustin Rhodes, the American dream while I was down. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. <laughs> he put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard times. That's hard time. The American dream. Dusty Rhodes. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. I That's admit, hard times. I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. Dusty Rhodes, the number four seed. CM Punk, the number one seed. Who you got? Best promo skills. Text 37937. CM Punk, Dusty Rhodes. Who takes it? We announce the winner in one hour. The second hour of Late Night with KJ is next. Thanks for hanging out. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.